This segment of the Bill Buckley Show is brought to you by the Word of Life Bible Institute. a taste and i gotta tell you that is uh in tribute to dr marshall wicks that it's his very favorite christmas song of all time i'm just kidding i'm having some fun we're having a great time here because uh you know what because we all picture our lord and savior you know he wasn't just always just sitting around very serious i always like the depictions of our lord and savior when he's laughing sometime belly laughing because you know there were there little times with yeah. the disciples and so that was Elvis Presley, in case some of you were hiding under a cave somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Even I know that. We were discussing well, how I missed be, some you got to be a certain age to remember it, though. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. And it is uh, is very special. Now, now, you also had to be a certain age to be an eyewitness to the events we're going to talk about today. <laughs> and uh, that would be a few thousand years old. But again, Dr. Marshall Wicks is back with us on this Thursday. And, uh, of course, he's here with the Word of Life Bible Institute in Hudson, and we're going to tell you about some retreats coming up, so get your pencil and paper ready. I'll be giving you that website and a phone number once again. But um, when we look at the story of particularly the plight of uh, Mary and Joseph from the arrival of the the angel, uh, letting her know that she was going to be uh, of child from the angel, of course, Joseph having to adjust for that. Then the, the nine years, uh, nine years, the nine months of um, of the pregnancy, and then having to take uh, into the account the census and the traveling while she was pregnant. And of course, that very blessed night that we sing about in the well, open uh, open fields with the moon, the stars, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and the baby was born. Well, when you start comparing some of the different gospels. And if you don't have the trained eye and understand, remember that first, we're looking at the English. We're not looking at the original language, uh, the original words, what they meant at the time. Well, there seems to be some contradictions. Let me bring in Dr. Marshall Wicks to talk about that. I guess my opening comment is for for the casual or even the not so casual uh, Christian, and as they are looking at the, the different Gospels, it appears to be there's different accounts. So let's start with that basic question. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of the difference between sausage and a steak. You know, we we may, there there may be steak in sausage. In fact, there are a lot of things in sausage. I, I remember that old commercial parts is parts. So, <laughs> it, but it's it's kind of a mix of everything and and what's happened in Christmas and there's an upside to it because we kind of get all the pieces in it's like you're not getting stuck with one one piece of meat but uh we've we've kind of like glommed together so much of the story 
that you would get the impression, maybe as you walk by a nativity scene or you uh, listen to some of the music, uh, those types of things, you get the idea that all of these things kind of happened between December 22nd and December 26th, something like that, when in fact each of the writers has a specific perspective. In other words, they're trying to draw a picture of us to see Jesus in four dimensions, There are four Gospels. They look at Jesus. For example, if you read the Gospel of John, you would think, well, where's the genealogy? Where's the nativity? You know, where's why doesn't he say anything about his birth? But John wants to show show us that Jesus was God. And in the beginning was the word. I mean, that's all there is. There's no. That's the master genealogy. That's right. That's right. He's he is. In fact, that's his name in the Old Testament, Ising. Uh, he just is. In in the beginning, there there, there is God. Uh, not there was God. There is God. And in the future, there's God. And now there's God. So John kind of gives us that, that uh, deity picture of Jesus. But Mark, who kind of jumps right in at the uh, baptism, it, he, he presents Jesus as a servant. In fact, if you go back to the book of Isaiah, where they picture the uh, cherubim around the throne, one has the the head of an eagle, which is John, Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. Another has the the head of an ox, which would be relate to Mark, who presents God as, uh, presents Jesus as a servant. And really, you know, in, in that world, did it really matter as a servant? Did it? Did it really matter whether Jesus was Jewish or whether he was Gentile? Uh, did did any of those things matter when it came right down to him taking our place on the cross? They do matter, but they didn't matter in that sense for how he represented to every one of us. It doesn't matter what race, what sex, where we came from, what our childhood was like, what we've gone through in life. Jesus Christ is available to everyone. He he meets us where we are. He's he's a part of uh, of the pain. He's a part of the joy. He's a part of all that goes on in our lives. He's just like us, and so that that's where Mark is. Now the the two where we get most of our Christmas stories from, and and the you know all the pictures, the imagery, the songs, uh, th- that's Matthew and Luke and. And they focus on two specific uh, elements. Matthew wants us to understand that Jesus Christ is the king, that that he one day will sit on his throne and he will rule the world from the city of Jerusalem. He's a Jewish king. And, and that's clearly laid out for us. But Luke wants us to understand that Jesus is a man, that He's like us. He's he can substitute for us because he he was made in such a way so that he could experience life exactly the way we experience life so that the book of Hebrews could write that that he was like us in every way. So Peter could write walk in his footsteps. So what we're seeing in in Luke is Jesus Christ, the perfect human. And what we're seeing in in Matthew is Jesus Christ, the perfect king. And and those two things have to be kept separate. And the stories that unfold there 
very clearly emphasize those two distinct components of understanding how Jesus Christ can can minister to all of us and how he can minister. You know, how, how can we say that this guy was like us in every way if he was God? Well, Luke tells us that. How can we say that one day this, this guy will will sit on a throne in Jerusalem and he'll rule the world with an iron rod? That's what he's talking about in Matthew. Mm. What we would look at and what skeptics would look at as uh, contradictions, you look at it in large part with different emphasis and different points of view to what the Spirit was leading the different gospel writers to their audience, correct? Yeah, th- think about it like a sermon. You know, you can hear a passage preached on by three different pastors, three different preachers, and th- they may have a totally different take on it. So the gospels are not history. They include history, but they're not designed to be history. They're designed to be theological documents. They're trying to tell us something really, really important about who Jesus is and about what he's going to do, whether it's talking about what he's going to do for the world as the king or what he's going to do for each one of us individually as a human. So they're looking at the same life, but they're preaching a different message from that life. Mm. And, of course, that's the familiar voice of Dr. Marshall Wicks with the Word of Life Bible Institute. Now, we're going to be talking about some of the upcoming retreats and how you can come out and visit the campus uh, to find out more about that, a little uh, preview, you can go to flconference.wol.org. That's flconference.wol.org. Or if you'd like to find out more about the Bible Institute, call right now at 727-379-5008. 727-379-5008. Let's talk about some of the differences we've hit on the genealogies, but um, let's go to the area of angels, and the uh, angel announcements are different. Uh, Joseph versus Mary, let's talk about that. Yeah, it, it's not something you would pick up in a casual reading, but if you read carefully in the in the Gospel of Matthew, the angel appears to Joseph. But if you look in the in the Gospel of Luke, the angel appears to Mary. Now, of course, liberals are going to say that the, the one incident was expanded or conflated, and really, you know, there was just an angel and. They, they, well, one time we pretend it talks to Joseph and another time to Mary. But think about what they're trying to tell us. Matthew wants us to understand that Jesus is the legal descendant of Joseph because Joseph was in line, in the line of David, and therefore was the legitimate Davidic king uh, in Israel at that time, even though he wasn't recognized the genealogy there in Matthew gets us to that place where we understand that this this Joseph guy that we meet is the legitimate king of Israel. And Jesus is his legitimate son. Now, the way it worked in that ancient world, Joseph would have to recognize him as his son. They would actually use the word sometimes adopt. But if Joseph didn't recognize Jesus as his son, then he wouldn't be legally in the line. So the angel appears to 
uh, Joseph in Matthew, who's dealing with Jesus as king, whereas when we come to the book of Luke, we're talking about Jesus as a human, that Jesus was 100% man as well as being 100% God. So his attachment to humanity is not through Joseph, because he had no genealogical genetic connection to Joseph. That came through Mary. And so the angel in the book of Luke focuses on, and in fact, the whole early discussion there focuses on Mary, not on Joseph. So it's kind of interesting that if you look at it in Matthew, you're seeing things more from Joseph's perspective. But if you look at it in Luke, you're seeing things from Mary's perspective. Mm. Now, we also look at uh, some of the depictions of the of, of just what was unfolding. And, and I tend, like, when I teach on Sunday morning, like I'm teaching Revelation, I I tell my class, okay, imagine you're standing right next to John as the, the movie, his movie, his eyes, he focuses on the big, then it comes to a focus of a narrow, then it's in heaven, then it's earth. So here we have this focus on this this story of, uh, of God becoming incarnate right here with us in Jesus. Now, we see where there is some description of wise men, and then we have some descriptions of angels. Talk about that. Yeah, in 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 the the Joseph story, the wise men come. That it and really that doesn't happen uh immediately. 2 years, right? Yeah, at, at somewhere within the range of 2 years because Herod kills all the children 2 years and and younger. But but why Can I for, stop there for a minute? Can I stop yeah, there? Yeah. We th- what I'm saying is we throw that statement out. Yep. Yeah, he killed all the children. And I stop and think and I go, think about that. Think about that, not you cuz you've thought about it, <laughs> doctor. But I mean, my audience, think about that. With the horrors we're seeing out of ISIS and how we're reacting, here we have because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Everybody there was impacted, if not in their own family, with these children being butchered. Mm-hmm. That is the quaint, that isn't a quaint little Christmas story, is it? No, it's a horrible, horrible thing. And I, I say no. that to say, we we veteran Christians have heard that so much that we throw it out. Like, but just think about that as we're as we're thinking about why they're different. Think about the fact these gospel writers are dealing with the fact that this horrible, brutal dictator, as part of Satan's plan has just killed all these these innocent children. Anyway, I just I just sometimes I just like to say stop. Hey, listen to what we're doing because this is this is heavy stuff. Yeah, and it it has to be heavy st- what what's happening has to be theologically important for God to allow those things to happen. And what we see here is there are two different things are happening in this story. Number 1, People are coming from foreign countries. Now, uh, the, they're called wise men, but th- they would be like prime ministers in these companies, not the countries, not the kings, but these would be high up government officials who are coming from different countries to recognize this child. See, the, Jesus is asking them to accept him A as a new king. ruler. That's that right. They're coming to get acquainted with early on. And the nation of Israel is going to kill him. The people he came to offer himself to. And yet foreign dignitaries are coming in. And even a heathen king like Herod, a butcher, 
a man who killed all these children. I mean, he just sent the soldiers in town. They grabbed kids out of mother's arms, took out their swords, and, and slaughtered them. I mean, hmm. I think that, and why would he do that if he didn't really think that this little child was in some way a threat hmm. to him? I mean, Herod, who was uh, an Edomite, he recognized, he saw the threat of this child. Foreign dignitaries, they recognized, and, and the gifts there are gifts that you give to a king, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They recognized that he was a king. He hadn't done anything yet, and yet he heals people, he raises the dead, he calms the sea, he walks on water, and the people who were his neighbors, the people who lived in his town, who should have been his friends, who should have been his supporters, would they recognize him as the king? No. They they, they stood on the, the road that day on the square in Jerusalem mm. and cried out, crucify him. Mm. Going to take a break, but think about this. We've got more to talk about in terms of the emphasis of the different uh, writers of the of the Gospels in terms of this arrival of Jesus. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the flight to Egypt versus the visit to Elizabeth. We're going to talk about uh, John the Baptist versus no mention of John the Baptist, uh, no room in the inn, uh, manager in swallowing clothes versus none. We'll talk about that in a moment, but just think about this. The same spirit of Herod. There's power. That's why I call it the J word. You can't even hardly say the J word anymore before you can see that it just evokes just just a tremendous response. Imagine Herod, just at the arrival of Jesus, and, and this butcher going in into the spirit there of this evilness. That's the same evilness that is here today. And believe me that the forces of darkness know the power in the name of Jesus. If we as American Christians would only understand and tap into that power, there's a reason why Christians are always singled out. There's a reasons why Christians are being put down because Christianity is the real thing. And, and the ruler of this world is on the march all around this world to stamp out Christianity. He will fail. But you're, stu- you're seeing the spirit of Herod today, just like the spirit we just talked about. More coming up with Dr. Marshall Wicks. And uh, don't go away. Keep that pencil and paper handy because uh, these are some interesting, interesting um, comparisons that we want to look at. Let's check in with SRN News. More. From the World Life Bible Institute, Dr. Marshall Wicks on the differences in the Gospels as it pertains to the Christmas story. Wonderful bunch of show. Don't go away.
got Ace's attention. Uh, he just gets a little sidetracked there. We're, if you could only, we're going to do this Facebook Live thing here pretty soon because, you know, Monogo, he was waving his hands, and I'm talking to Dr. Wicks, and I didn't catch it. And so now I'm trying to give him the, okay, let's bring it down. And he's kind of enjoying himself, looking around. And so, anyway, this is uh, the extended edition of the Word of Life Bible Institute with Dr. Marshall Wicks. We're talking about. Some of the well, apparent differences in some of the accounts of the Gospels I remind you that uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out the website of the World Life Bible Institute, especially with some of the retreats and how you can uh, take your church group up there for a day or a weekend or for an activity and uh, a lot of different options, go right now to their website, flconference.wol.org flconference.wol.org or give them a call at 727-379-5008. Feel like you're out in the woods, but you're only like a few moments away from where you live. Not bad at all. So, Dr. Marshall Wicks, we're talking about some of these differences in the uh, different Gospels. Um, let's talk uh, about uh, the next one. We Wow, time's flying here. Um we have one gospel where we have sort of the camera on the wise men, and then we have the camera on the angels. Talk about that. Yeah, we. I think we just mentioned that one, that the the wise men bring our focus to the the fact that Jesus is a political figure, and he will be setting up a kingdom in the future, whereas the, the, and, uh, the angels, angels personalize it. Uh, they... They appear in in the heavens to the to the shepherds, who are common people. They're, they're, these are not kings who traveled hundreds of mm. miles. The, this isn't a, these aren't people who can go out and and cut the throats of all these kids. The, these are working people. These are people who, uh, you know, earn a living watching sheep. Mm. And and it, it was probably one of the most common jobs in Israel, and it was probably. You know, it wasn't like the lowest, but it wasn't the highest, and and that's who, that's who the angels spoke to, that they appeared in heaven to the angels. They they could have appeared anywhere, you know. They could have appeared at a big highfalutin party, but the, Luke wants you to understand that Jesus is just a common guy, like us. He happens to be God, but. He he's like us. He knows what it's like. He understands who we are. Because he grew up in that kind of a family. Mm. Let's talk about one view out of a gospel, and that is uh, Joseph and Mary and baby Jesus having to flee for their lives to Egypt because that's part of God's plan. And and then we have another emphasis was the simple visit to Elizabeth and uh, and the babies jumping in the womb. Yeah, it, I, I, it's kind of amazing, isn't it, that... As you read Luke, it's almost like a nice, idyllic scene, family, visiting family, checking out each other's tummies. You know what I mean? Uh, Elizabeth was uh, about six months ahead of Mary, and uh, John was coming. He was, they, you know, his dad already knew his name, but that whole story unfolds there of the angel appearing uh, to Zacharias and, and how uh, he couldn't talk until he gave his name when the child was born, and 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 we see in it family. We see the the common elements of of a normal human life. Mm. I mean, this is the way people live. It what it's it's not like there was high drama during this period. And Luke takes all of that 
kind of king stuff out of it and says, look at who Jesus is. He's he's one of us. Meanwhile, I I mean, if, if you read just the gospel of Matthew, you might get the idea that that this poor family was like running from their lives, dodging from, you know, from one attacker to another, kind of like, you know, one of those cases where there are like a hundred hitmen hired to kill them mm-hmm. and, and they're fleeing down into Egypt. So Luke is very clearly choosing the information that brings us into a, a kind of sympathetic or empathetic relationship with Jesus, understanding, you know, this guy's just like us. Whereas Matthew wants us to understand, yeah, he's just like us, but understand he was the king and, and the human authorities, the human powers, the, the gods of this world, so to speak, they wanted nothing more than to kill him. So we have these two pictures kind of side by side, and and you have to understand both of them in order to really understand who Jesus is. Mm. Let's talk about John the Baptist in one, and no mention of John the Baptist in another one? Well, yeah, and, and that's kind of fitting in there. We, the whole story of John, and it's interesting because it says things about John, about his birth, about how he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with man and with God, so to speak. That's how it is with with Jesus. But we see those two things compared. That that Listen, there was nothing different about Jesus than John. I mean, these were two great guys. Cousins. Yeah, they were cousins. They they were born six months apart. Uh, one of them became a great preacher. The other was God, the the Son of God, the 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 Savior of the world. And yet, as as he comes into the world, and you know, as he's growing up as a little kid there in, in his neighborhood with his family, you know, they didn't have Christmas then, obviously, but they probably got together for. Uh, Passover and for those other Feasts. very special times. And he probably had memories very similar to the memories we have of, you know, those good times, those family times. Uh, his his life wasn't all that different than our experiences as kids, if we take the sin element out of it. Mm. In one, we have the familiar picture, No Room in the Inn. The manger and a swaddling clothes versus they were where? Yeah. I, I mean, it, in Matthew, it doesn't say anything. Anything. No, they go Nothing. to Bethlehem, nah. right? Hey. They, they could have been staying at the Hilton talk for about, all you Talk know about the there. executive summary just hitting the highlights, <laughs> you know? But, but that's important. I mean, I mean, it's just as important to see what's left out as what's included. And so uh, we've been saying, Luke wants you to understand that this is a kid, you know, this, this is a, a, a little child. This was a baby that needed to be fed, a baby that needed, and the swaddling clothes, of course, had to do, well, they were like diapers. He had to have his diapers changed. He, he, he had all of the normal needs and the normal processes. And they weren't the disposable kind either. No, no? they weren't. Because <laughs> if you see the manger today, you probably got him in, in, in you know, the, the, the pop pull-offs or whatever, but no. That's right, and he had to. They had to put him somewhere to sleep. It's not like he floated, mm. you know. It's like sometimes we think that 
get the idea that this was a magic baby, that that this was someone who really he doesn't understand us. You know, like, well, he could do miracles, we think to ourselves. Or, listen, his life had all the ups and downs, the joys and the heartbreak. It had all of those things that come into our lives. And and he came and he lived 33 years in order to show us how to handle those types of things. See, Luke presents Jesus as a man of faith. A, a man who trusted God, uh, uh, even as a child, when when he found himself in a difficult time, you know, you have a choice. You can feel sorry for yourself, or you can say, you know what? My Father in Heaven knows what's happening, and I can trust Him. Mm. Even if they chase you down into... Now, Matthew doesn't focus on it, but even if they chase you down into Egypt, y- you can trust God. Everything that happens, happens for a reason. Mm. And all of the things we see happening early in Jesus' life in Luke are are drawing us into the idea that, hey, this is what happened in most people's experiences. Mm. And one thing I want to leave you with, for those of you who go to the state fair, and I know in our family, we like to go to the animal exhibits. Mm-hmm. And one of those exhibits, I always like to go in to see the cow, the, the the mother cows that are giving birth, and they got that down to a science. They got a whole bunch of them lined up, and so they bring them in when they know they're going to give birth. But just think about the sights and the sounds minus the people, the smell, the straw, and the fact you got to wash your hands when you come out. But imagine that that sort of the animal scene, that straw in the manger, that's the real picture of a family that got to the city to have their census, and even what the hotels could be called or the rooms in the house, they had to stay in the stable. And that just says a lot about who Jesus came to serve. And so um, as we've spent this afternoon sort of trying to look at what, but maybe either contradictions or things, are they talking about the same story? They're very much the Gospels talking about the same stories. But as you understand, just like how if three of us were to were to witness an auto accident this afternoon, mm-hmm. we got witnesses who can't even show up in court who saw the same thing. Can they, can they, they can't even use the testimony because it's so how we view it through our lenses. So kind of picture that, that... Uh, these gospels do fit together, but you got to drill down. You got to go down a little bit deeper to understand, uh, you know, text in context, and uh, that's very important. Dr. Marshall Wicks has always been my guest on this Thursday. I want to remind you that if you'd like to find out more about heading up to the Word of Life Bible Institute to the Retreat Center there in Hudson, just off the Sun Coast Parkway, Highway 52. And go right now to their website, flconference.wol.org. That's flconference.wol.org. That phone number is 727-379-5008, 727-379-5008. Dr. Marshall Wicks, I know we won't see you next week, but uh, thank you so much. What a wonderful discussion this afternoon as we are truly getting ready for 
the celebration once again of our birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks for being with us. It's always a joy. Thank God you, Bill. Bless you. All right, hit that traffic, brother. Hope you get home uh, pretty good on the Sun Coast. Hey, coming up tomorrow, I'm excited because Al Andrews is going to be joining me, and that is for our Friday book review. He's going to be talking about his Christmas-themed book called A Walk One Winter Night. This is something that happened to him one night, and it is his revelation of the truth of the story of, uh, of the gospel in terms of that first night. And uh, that's going to be interesting again. And in our Sports Entertainment Hour, Paul Porter will be along to talk about the Bucks' unexpected push to the playoffs. And we'll go to, college, to Hollywood to talk to our colleagues with Movie Guide about the new Hollywood faith-based Christmas drama called Believe. Coming up in a moment, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, in today's Living Truth, Future Fright Part 2. That's Future Fright Part 2. It's a continuation of his series, No Fear, where Pastor Ken reminds us that dwelling on our negative pasts can lead us to have a fear of the future, and that limits our potential of being used by God. All that coming up in just a moment. Don't touch that dial. I'm Bill Bunkley. Have a wonderful evening. And again, it's an honor to be here each and every day and to be talking to you. Till tomorrow, God bless and good night.